Time now for Buck Banter with your host, Alpine ISD Superintendent, Dr. Michelle Reinhardt. How are you today? I am doing wonderful, Michelle, and so glad to have you here. I missed you last week, but uh, hey, we're back in business. Yes, yes. Glad to be back. Last week, I was in the Bastrop area for a state meeting of superintendents working on some key leadership initiatives across the state. So it was a wonderful um, time away, time to refresh and build on great work happening across the state. But it is great to be back. And now we have turned the corner, Martin. Like 2022-23 is officially over, school year-wise, and we are full-on preparing for the new 23-24 school year, which starts in just two weeks here in Alpine. Hard to believe the time has gone by so fast. It has. It has. And, you know, people will ask, like, has your summer been relaxing? And, you know, there has been a nap or two, right? Yeah. So there have been relaxing I was moments. Say, they, they weren't hanging with you, that's for sure. <laughs> there, uh, there have been some relaxing moments, but really we've uh, just been really busy doing a lot of exciting work for the school year ahead. So I'm going to share a little bit about that today. So today we'll talk a little bit about some um, accountability updates, accountability is basically how school districts are scored from the state on how well we're doing. So I'll share a little bit about what's happening with some changes in that system. Um, also share some finance updates from the state legislature that will surprise no one who's been listening to our show over the last year. And then uh, most exciting part of the show, looking ahead. August 2023 is like four days away or something, Martin, and we're just everything's starting on Monday and it's going to be so amazing. So more to come well, later in the show on that. Let's start off with the star testing then. Okay, let's talk about about that. So STAR tests are our state assessments in the Texas public schools, and those were taken in April and May of this year. And we're starting to get some scores back, but we don't have all. I'll explain that in a minute. But what I really wanted to share about was some of the changes that are happening in the STAR testing system, particularly this year. So we don't have our scores yet for grades three through eight. Uh, we'll get those in mid-August. Actually, I think we're going to get them right around the first day of school, which is wild timing, but so be it. We're Be-better kind of at the state's mercy. Yes. That's right. That's right. But we did receive our high school scores, and there's some great news there that I'll share in just a few minutes. Um, but first, there's a major shift that the state is leading regarding how school letter grades are calculated. And so for this, I'm actually not going to talk about this year's scores. I'm going to go back to the 2022 data, which is the last year of full data that we have, and kind of use that to explain how the system's changing. Okay. All so again, right. this is not current data. This is a full year ago, but it's the most recent that we've got. So a full year ago, Alpine High School received an overall score of 92 in the state accountability system, which is an A, right? So each district gets a numeric score that then translates into a letter grade as well. And that, uh, that letter grade, I mean, there is so much that goes into that, Martin. It comes out as one letter, seems really simple. But it's not. There's a bunch of um, testing on the back side of that, AP, SAT, college readiness, uh, so much stuff that goes into then spitting out one number and one letter on the other side. But there's a new scoring system that's coming out in August 2023, so like three weeks away. And under this new scoring system, last year's 92A at Alpine High School would now be an 89B. Ouch. Just like that, with the exact same high level of student performance. So hear me here. I'm not saying that like last year the school was an A and now it's dropped to a B. What I'm saying is with the exact same scores from last year, if, we, if last year this new system was in place, those numbers would have spit out into a lower score. And so why is that? Um, 
that's because the state has increased the metrics, especially around college and career readiness, in terms of what it takes for a district to earn an A. And pretty significantly, they've increased some of the metrics from, say, a 60-point uh, mark to an 85-point mark in order to earn an A in some of these categories. So the state has released these what-if scores that we're talking about today to all districts so that we can kind of see how our previous scores would have been lowered in the new system. And I say lowered instead of changed because statewide almost every school district scores will drop in this new system even if their performance stays the same. So districts across the state have been calling out this change in terms of the fact that it means that some districts will actually improve their performance, have higher test scores than the year before, and receive a lower letter grade in the accountability system. And so that's just... I don't know. That's that's a, a big yuck. It's the fanciest thing I have to describe it right now. No one's happy. Because it feels pretty disingenuous, right? Yeah, for sure. Because it suggests that a campus regressed, their score dropped, or that they didn't improve when actually they might have improved. But because of moving benchmarks, everyone's scores have kind of been um, bell curved down, if you will, is kind of what's going on. So wanted to, again, we don't have any official scores for this year yet. We just have the what if ratings, if you will, from last year that the state has released to kind of show us what's going on there. So wanted to share that with the community and we'll have more to come when we get official news in uh, mid-August. Pivoting to some good news though, the preliminary scores, uh, again, these are our state assessment scores from Alpine High School are really good. We only have our high school scores at this point. Three through eight will be released later. But um, the high school scores, our students outperform the state on about 12 or 13. You'll hear me unsure there because these are still preliminary. There's still data coming in from some June assessments. Out of 15 metrics, so on almost every single metric, we significantly outperformed the state, which is outstanding. Congratulations. Thank you. Also, in at least two of the subject areas, two out of the five subject areas, 100% of our Alpine High School students passed their STAR assessment, which is an incredible pass rate. We're really excited for all of the great work and the hard work our staff and our students have done at Alpine High School and seeing that continued success at that campus. So more to come in the future when we get our three through eight scores and our overall accountability ratings in August, Um, but just wanted to give a showcase in terms of some of what's going on there. I'm going to wrap up this section by just stating that accountability is actually one of our six core values as a district. So we absolutely believe in accountability, and that's why we'll talk about it. That's why we'll talk about our scores when they came out or when they come out. Uh, Really believe in transparent accountability and unfortunately, with the state system, there is still a lot of behind-the-scenes changes that happen as things go. And so also willing to call those out when we see them as well. Okay, from there, we're going to pivot from state accountability to state legislature. So the, the legislature session that just won't end, that is 2023. So we're currently between special sessions. Um, we're hearing that in September, there will be um, a trial for Ken Paxton in the Senate, and that will delay any kind of education special session even later. So right now, the word on the street is October. We will potentially they have... keep an, pushing us down the hall. Correct. Maybe never. Maybe we are done. But the current word is October 
there will be an education special session to address um, any increases in education funding. There is $4.5 billion that has been appropriated to increase funding for school districts, but that can't be, um, it doesn't have any legislation uh, assigning it, if you will. And so that's why there needs to be a special session. And so we're hearing that that will potentially happen in October, um, but we'll also have a voucher slant as well. So we're staying tuned and working hard behind the scenes um, to, to have a voice in that as well. They seem to worry more about the vouchers than anything else. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So <laughs> so as we're talking about legislature today, I want to talk a little bit about pick up on the conversations we've had previously about our board resolution. So the Alpine ISD Board of Trustees passed a resolution um, last month about basically calling out the state's underfunding of rural districts here in Texas and laid out here are four or five areas that we are being deliberately and intentionally underfunded. And here's how you can fix it, right? There are solutions, actionable solutions we can put into place right now or October, but the things we can do to make this happen and make sure that rural districts are fully funded. And so we've talked about that on previous shows. Since then, this resolution has received a lot of press. The House um, Special Committee on Education met two weeks ago and two different speakers actually mentioned and brought up and presented to the board Alpine's resolution, um, or to the committee, I should say, Alpine's resolution, which was wonderful. Also, I listened to that, um, it's about, I don't know, 15 hours of testimony, and the committee talked for a couple hours about addressing issues that we've been talking about, so such as CAD comptroller disputes. There was some real conversation about how do we fix that, and it's not our intention to continue to keep underfunding schools for issues that are outside of school control. So that that was all really promising, and that's great news. And I was, I'll tell you what, Martin, that was a Wednesday of a week, and I was on a high after that, and then something happened that Thursday that I'm about to walk through that uh, that will help you see how school finance is always a roller coaster. So... Unfortunately, there is now one more new area in which we are underfunded. And you're like, how can that be? Haven't we talked about three or four different nuanced things that result in Alpine ISD being in the bottom 2% in the state and state funding? Yes. And here's one more that just came out two weeks ago. So I'm going to talk to you all a little bit about a local option homestead exemption and what that means. We haven't talked about this on the show before, no, Martin. This no, is new. Um, so I'll kind of walk people through that. So two weeks ago, the legislature and the governor passed much needed property tax relief. And I think we we're all excited to see that finally happen. That will be such a blessing for um, our homeowners and our, our property owners across um, Alpine, really across the state. So in past shows, we've talked about how the increases to both property values and total taxes that you pay to the school district have really been driven by state funding formulas. So overall, yes, our property values have gone up, our taxes have gone up. The state has written the rules that resulted in that, right? They've kind of created this situation where over time, property owners have been required to pay more of a, of a school district's share of funding while the state pays less, right? So school districts aren't getting more money but property uh, property owners are paying more of the total amount. And we've talked about that before. All of that led to this current situation where about 75% of our school funding is coming from local property taxes, where it used to be more of a 50-50 yeah. split between locals and the state. And so this property tax relief helps kind of right-size that boat a little bit and reduce the local share from 75% down to, we'll still have to wait and see how it works out, but maybe 60%. That's great, right? The state's putting more of the money in that they should have been putting in all along so that our local property tax owners don't have to pay as much. This is all good. You're like, wh where's where's the cliff that we fall off, right? Hold on, it's still coming. So this property tax, long overdue. We were glad to see it happen. However, 
The night before this went to the Senate, a last-minute prohibition was put into the bill that will result in Alpine ISD losing even more money in the years to come. And Martin's shaking his head like, how, could, how can that be possible? I mean, where, Frustration. where do you go from the bottom 2%, right? Yeah. Like, I guess you go to the bottom lowest. I'm not sure. But we're going to do everything we can to keep that from happening. So here's how this, this change came about. In the years past, including right now, including in this tax year, Alpine ISD has provided its property owners a 10% local option homestead exemption. What does that mean? So every homesteader in Alpine ISD's district boundaries gets the state homestead exemption, which right now is $40,000. We'll all vote in November on whether it increases to $100,000, but right now it's forty. But also, homesteaders received an additional 10% exemption on their home's total value. And you can see that if you look at your past property value statements. Say you had a $200,000 home, you get the $40,000 from the state, but you get an additional $20,000, which is your 10%, from the school district, right? And so that's something that we've done for years here in Alpine. And it's given our property owners significant savings, or our homesteaders, I should say, because really it's a homestead exemption. Why did we do that? To provide local property tax relief when the state wasn't, right? However, here's what happens with that. What used to happen is, well, we've always lost money due to that local option homestead exemption. In the past, we lost about $250,000 a year. That's a lot of money, but that's $250,000 out of a $10 million budget, right? We can make that work, and that's still such a blessing for our homeowners at a time when the state wasn't providing relief. But now our losses due to that have exploded as our property values have risen up to about $650,000 per year. That's quite a bit difference. On a $10 million budget, that's a really significant chunk that we're now losing, right? So because of how the formula funding has changed and how much our budget is shorted due to our local option homestead exemption, that exemption has become financially hard for us to continue. Like it gives homesteaders much needed property tax relief, but it also significantly underfunds our schools. How do we balance those two things? And so all of that to say, we were ready for the state to step in with much needed property tax relief from the state level because we'd been providing it locally when our state wasn't and we were ready for them to take that over so that we could be fully funded. So property tax relief gave us the opportunity to kind of right the ship for our folks to receive significant property tax relief and for the district to be more fully funded. And that's what we were hoping to have happen. But however. guess what? However, however, here's the plot twist, y'all. Guess what? The Senate at the last minute added a prohibition to the property tax relief bill that prohibits school districts that have a local option homestead exemption from either lowering it from 10% or from rescinding it. And they prohibit us from making any changes to that for five years. I'm just going to pause here and say this is called a local option, right? Yeah. Local option homestead exemption. But in essence, it's now a state mandated continuation if you already had one in place. So now Alpine ISD is state mandated to, mandated to keep our LOHI in place until 2027, which actually forces us to lose an additional $650,000 per year from our budgets. And we expect that number to rise over the five years as For our sure. property values rise. So in many ways, that prohibition, while it was a small part of the bill, really cut out our local decision-making ability. Um, did this just happen to Alpine? 
No. No. Actually, there's 140 districts across the state who will now be forced to lose a combined, wait for it, $440 million per year in their school district funding due to the state mandate without the local control to be able to make that decision. And so um, this was a real big disappointment at the last minute. And we're working with our legislatures to potentially have the state maybe fill the gap on that funds. Like if you're going to say we have to keep this in place, then write a check for that money that you're forcing us to lose because you're not giving us the local decision making ability to choose what's best for our community. So um, I don't have a positive way to spin that at the end, (laughs) except that we're working on it. It's a wait and see. (laughs) It's a wait and see, but we're working on it. And that's something that is already on the education subcommittee's radar that we're going to be pushing for in October around what can you do to make this right or at least defer these losses somehow at a time when you've taken away that local control for the next five years. Well, good luck. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll take every bit of that. All right. Let's spin to something positive to wrap up. August. Y'all, August is just around the corner. We are so excited because August means the start of a new school year. So I just wanted to quickly highlight some of the things that will be happening in the next few weeks. Um, If we thought the last week of July has been busy, man, August is when we get to it. So on Monday and Tuesday of next week, we're doing our first ever Alpine Curriculum Retreat. We've never done this before. We've never had funding to do this before. But because of some of the 1.5 million dollars of grants we've brought in over the last year we're able to fund something like this so monday and tuesday we're taking all of our kindergarten through fifth grade teachers and leaders to a two-day off-site retreat to do two full and i mean full y'all like we're doing sessions till eight o'clock at night full days of planning and training with our new curriculum materials that we'll be using in k through five so we're excited about that this will be before teachers officially come back to school so we're, we're paying our teachers to be there as well since these are not contract days But we're doing it then so that when they come back during our teacher planning week, they have that time to really plan and do the work they need to do instead of taking all of that time up with um, this kind of mandated training, if you will. So excited to do that. It's completely grant funded, which is an amazing opportunity. And we're going to pursue other grants in future years to be able to do something like this for other grade levels as well across the district. So we're excited for that. Um, also, two-a-days start Monday at 8 a.m., I think, for both volley- uh, volleyball and football. We're so excited to have those teams back playing. We'll be watching games, y'all, in less than a week, which we're excited about. Um, the We had parent meetings for both of those sports this week, and so lots of excitement there as we get ready for the new seasons and just excited to cheer on our Lady Bucks and our Fighting Bucks in all of their different endeavors. And to welcome our new sp- uh, athletic director yes, also. Yes, and our new volleyball coach as well. There's an yes. article in the avalanche talking about coach adrian smith our new volleyball coach and what we have to look forward to there so many other great activities going on cross countries gearing up cheer band they're already all working hard in their summer workouts and once we hit that august 1st then it transitions into full-on practices and we're excited about that i don't know if you saw this one martin but our cheer team brought back our mini cheer camp this week which is for kiddos in kinder through sixth grade so fun we had such a such a huge success so such great turnout and if you miss that don't worry you'll get to see those mini cheerleaders at our first home game on august 26 they'll be cheering on the sidelines can you imagine how exciting that is at that oh, age they're gonna love it yes they'll be cheering on the sidelines with our um junior high and high school cheerleaders as well so come check that out it's going to be the cutest cutest thing ever um also i want to share a potential pivot with everyone because we just found out about this two days ago so we love friday night lights right of course well there's a chance 
there's a chance this is not confirmed. There's a chance that it might be Thursday night lights this year. Ooh, why is that? Why is that? Uh, we actually received word from the Permian Basin um, chapter of officials that they do not have enough football officials. That's been an issue. Huge issue. Not have enough football officials in order to do all games on Friday night. And so right now they are asking for teams to voluntarily move to Thursday night. And we have not we have not volunteered for that. Nothing has been decided. It kind of reminds me of when you're at the airport and the tickets are oversold and they ask for volunteers, right? Except, you know, you get kind of a, at least drink coupons for that. But um, in this case, right now it's only volunteers. But you know how that works on the plane. If people don't volunteer, at some point someone gets voluntold, right? Yes, yes. So we're, sti- we're, we're staying tuned, but there is a very real possibility that some of those varsity games are going to get moved to a different night purely because of the lack of officials across West Texas right now. Will they now. wait till the last minute on that? I mean, will they wait for a game to be scheduled on Friday and then realize that they're not, and then have to move it up at the last minute? I think we're expecting to hear within the next week or two. So before even week one games start, we'll know which games are going to, because they try to schedule the whole season at a time. So they're already saying, here are the five weeks out of ten. I mean, this is a lot, y'all, that we would maybe have to play games on Thursdays. So I expect We'll hear more on this in the next two weeks, and we'll know as we start the season which games aren't going to be on Fridays. I wonder if they'll spread that around fairly. It'll be interesting to see. It's yeah. all over social media right now because we're not the only ones that got this call, right? This is actually all districts kind of across West Texas are in a similar boat to see how that how that will work out. So I have a feeling the smaller schools will take the brunt of this. I'm <laughs> you sorry, just have I just a feel prediction about I just this. Feel yes, that, that, yes. That's coming. We could do a side bet on that, Martin. I don't think you'd be wrong. I don't think you'd no. be wrong. So we'll we'll keep y'all in the loop about how that works out. But wanted to give you a heads up on that one because that's a big shift, and that will have a ripple effect, right? If varsity oh, moves sure. to to Thursday, then when does Jay? and junior high play because they can't play at the same time because of referees and, and stadiums, etc. So more to come. Don't want to worry y'all too much, but it is, it oh, is a I possibility. Oh, I think you got them worried. There you go. There you go. I'll <laughs> end with that. A couple other things. Um, convocation, which is when all of our staff comes back to Alpine ISD and um, gets excited for the great year ahead. That'll be Monday, August 7th. So that's just one week away. First day of school. Tuesday, August 15th. It'll be here in just over two weeks. Mark your calendar. We're excited about that to welcome all of our Alpine Bucks back. Also, I just wanted to give an update because I know we've talked about this on the past two shows, Martin. Our school supplies fundraiser. So about a month ago, we talked about, hey, do you think we can do it? Do you think we can raise $10,000 locally to pair with $10,000 from the Permian Basin Area Foundation, to pair with $10,000 from the district to be able to buy school supplies for every single Alpine buck, pre-K through 12? And y'all, we are so close. I think we have $500 left to raise locally. And that's incredible. So like, yeah, we did it. It's amazing. Those supplies have been purchased. They've been received. They've been sorted by by classroom. And teachers have already started picking those up so that when kiddos come in for their open houses in the next few weeks, they'll have all their supplies there waiting for them. So thank you, Alpine, for helping make that happen for all of our kiddos. And I've already heard from moms and dads how happy they were because they didn't have to go through the shopping, didn't have to go to the store and find they didn't have everything and which ended up going into more stores absolutely or you know all of that so yeah i'll hope they can do that again hope we can get that grant again next yes. year yes so we're already thinking ahead to how can we make that happen again because it's been such a huge blessing so thank you thank you thank you to all of our local donors organizations individuals who have helped contribute to that large and small donations all of that has made a huge difference and bought supplies for all of our kiddos so thank you so as we wrap up man we are so excited for the 23 24 school year 
really this is the year this is kind of year two right year one we set an amazing foundation last year we built on the, the traditions and the successes from years past but this is the year in year two where we really get to just refine and grow across the district and so really our focus this year will be showcasing the buck brilliance that it's already happening and then building a whole bunch more buck brilliance together so thank you all for being part of that we're excited for an amazing school year starting in just two weeks Yes, it will be here at way quicker than we had anticipated, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll see you at school on August 15th, and we'll be back, Martin and I, on Friday, August 11th for our next show, where we'll be just gearing up for the start of the school year just a few days away. Go right. Bucks! Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. You have been listening to Buck Banter. Buck Banter is brought to you every other Friday at this time by the Alpine ISD.